0: This week, I just got back from uh, an adventure. Uh, I did this uh, Petit Train du Nord, a uh, French for the little train of the north. How many of you have done this in Quebec? A portion of it or the whole thing? Okay, good. So I did this with my good friend, uh, Peter. Uh, so this is a 234-kilometer uh, bike ride. So it's, it's, it's an old train tracks in Quebec that was converted to a bike trail. And me and uh, my friend, Peter, uh, we were able to do this uh, in three days. So we're biking like average of 80 kilometers uh, uh, a day. And uh, it's just beautiful. If you, if, if you haven't done it, uh, I encourage you to, to go and do it. Uh, even just a portion of it. There's beautiful scenery there in Quebec. But after three days, I was like struggling, you know, I, I, I'm not that young anymore. So I was having body aches and pains. And another thing is that I was like struggling also with pride. You know, if you see there in the, in the picture there, every kilometer, there's a pose. So I purposely took a picture of that under the 50 kilometer pose, because, you know, it's a milestone for me to be able to do this on my 50th birth year, right? And, uh, so, and the thought that I was like coming into my mind was like, see? how physically fit you are. You know, other people your age won't be able to do this. I was like struggling with with, with pride. Another thing is, if you remember, Monday, Tuesday, the weather forecast was thunderstorm. So I was like praying, praying, Lord, give us good weather. And after three days, we didn't get wet. And you know what I was like thinking, see? how I'm the favorite of God. I'm so special. <laughs> you see how powerful my prayer is? You know, it, it stopped the rain. <laughs> you, saw, you see, the, 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 my, my ego is, is kind of inflating. And ego, it's an acronym for easing God out. It's easing God out and putting myself in the place of God. And instead of attributing to God the glory, I attribute that glory to myself. That's why I was struggling with, with, uh, with, with, with pride. And there's different manifestations of pride, like wanting to seek the attention of people, uh, wanting to be better than others. Also, uh, couldn't handle constructive criticism. And also being critical over other people when, 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 when we see the shortcoming and not seeing our shortcoming. Okay. And another thing is also, it's not being teachable, thinking that I know everything. I don't need to learn anymore. Okay. So how many of you could identify with that? How many of you here struggle with pride? Okay. So for those who did not raise their hands, I forgot to tell you. I, I forgot to tell you that those who think that they're already humble, is a sign of pride. So we're all on the same boat here. <laughs> okay. So pride, right? Like, and, and, and for me, this is a hard homily to preach because before I preach to you, I must preach to myself. I struggle with this, right? And, 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 and but all of us, all of us are called to humility. Okay, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, it says, there all of you, I include myself in that, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. If God is calling us to be humble, of course, He needs to help us. He's giving us all the graces that we need to remain humble. But He only gives the grace to the humble. Okay, that's why we need, we need to, 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 to stay hum, uh, humble so that we will be able to receive the graces that God wants us to have. And pride is insidious, okay? It proceeds in a very subtle and gradual way. And then when we fall to the temptation of pride, we see the harmful effects of that to us and to others. And also to God. Right? And, uh, and, and God knows. God knows when we're already being prideful and He knows how to humble us. Okay? It says in Luke chapter 14, verse 11, For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. After the 9 o'clock Mass, I went down to the hall, and then there's this 72-year-old lady who's into biking, and he told me, Father, what you did is easy peasy. She told me she's doing 100 kilometer with panier bags and a lot of heels. So I was like really humbled by, by, by this parishioner. So God knows how to humble us whenever we try to exalt ourselves. And as I've said, we're called to humility and God is giving us the grace. And we know if we're already growing in humility, in the three areas of humility, humility in relationship with God, in humility in relationship with others, and humility in relationship with ourselves. I'll start with humility in relationship with God. The very good example of that is Saint John the Baptist. He was, he was pre- preaching, right? And he was gaining a lot of followers. And many people thought that he is the Messiah. And they asked him, are you the Messiah that we're waiting for? He could easily said, yes, I am. Right? I am the Messiah. Come follow me. But no, he did not say that, right? He says in John chapter 1, verse 17, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the tongue of his sandals. You see the humility of St. John the Baptist? He acknowledged that Jesus is more powerful than him. That's why he was able to say in John chapter 3, verse 30, he must increase. I must decrease. One good definition of humility is this, acknowledging that God is God and I am not. Right? So many times we want to be God. We want to be in control. We want to be in charge, but we're not God. That's why this is a very beautiful prayer to say, more of you, Lord, and less of me. Okay? Let go. We need to let go of control, especially, you know, uh, when we're facing temptation, let go of control. Let God, let God fight for us. We can't fight the temptation. Let go of self-reliance especially when, when we're, we're running our life or planning our future. Let go of control. Let go of self-reliance and let God be in charge. The second is humility in relationship with others. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, it says, Do nothing, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Our pride doesn't want that. Our pride wants us to be better than others. That's why when we see others who are better than us, we're resentful, we're envious of them. Okay? But in uh, in our gospel today, we see a beautiful example there. Jesus was saying a parable that that when you go to a banquet, think of others as better than yourself let them take the place of seat of honor. And he modeled that. He modeled that to us, right? During the Last Supper, what did he do? He took the form of the slave and washed the feet of the apostles. He considered his apostles as better than himself. You see the humility of Jesus there? And that's what Jesus is asking us to do also. Think of others better than ourselves. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church 2540, it says their envy often comes from pride. The baptized person should train himself to live in humility. It go, it, there's also a question there in that paragraph of the Catechism. Would you like to see God glorified in you? The answer to that is Then rejoice in your brother's progress and you will immediately give glory to God because his servant could conquer envy by rejoicing in the merits of others. God will be praised. Okay? So if you want God to be praised, let's be happy of the progress of our neighbors. The third is humility in relationship with ourselves. The former president of Starbucks, his name is Howard Behar, okay, he said this, if there was no praise or criticism in the world, then who would you be? I'll repeat that. If there was no praise or criticism in the world, then who would you be? There are times wherein we find our identity in the praises and criticism of people. Whenever we're praised, we feel elated. And when we're criticized, we feel downcast. Right? We're putting our identity on the praises and criticism of people. And John Wooden, American coach and basketball uh, player, he said this, you cannot let praise and criticism define you. It's a weakness to be caught up on either side. Okay? So if we're humble and we know our identity is in, is in being the beloved sons and daughters of God, whether we're being praised or we're being criticized, we're even killed. We're not going to be affected. That's the goal. That's what we're trying to aim for, to arrive at that point, right? I'm still struggling with that, right? When, when, whenever people criticize me, I still get affected, right? And, and, and that's why, you know, here at St. Mary's, we're doing this uh, Encounter School of Ministries. And the first quarter will start this September 6th. And the first quarter talks all about identity. Okay, I really encourage you to come. You know, it's Tuesday uh, from 6.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Come for the first few uh, weeks, no obligation. If you decide to really join, then the last time to register is on October 11th. But we need to be grounded in our identity as beloved sons and daughters of God. And when we're humble enough, as I've said, we will not be affected whether people praise us or criticize us. We're all called to greatness. I don't know if you believe that. Do you believe that we're all called to greatness? Yes or no? Yes, we're all called to greatness. But greatness comes with humility. In our... uh, first reading today, it says there, the greater you are, the more you must humble yourself. So you will find favor in the sight of the Lord. For great is the might of the Lord. But by the humble, He is glorified. Okay? As I've said, God is giving us the graces that we need to to be humble. But uh, St. Bernard of Clairvaux. use this this analogy of a river. You know the river, right? River, the water of the river, goes from upstream to downstream. It never goes the other way around. And he said this, the river of grace cannot flow uphill, up the steep cliff of the proud person's heart. Grace comes from top to bottom. So that the way, the, the more that we're humble, the more that we will receive the graces to grow in our humility in relationship with God, others, and ourselves. And when that happens, God will be able to use us for for His greater glory, and we will achieve so many great things, but we need to remember humility is the path to greatness.